0: Have you ever wanted to start running, but didn't know where to start, or started a couch of 5K, but quit because it wasn't catered to you? Or better yet, you've been running for a minute, knocked out all the 5Ks, hit up some half marathons, but you keep getting injured, not getting faster, and you're questioning your love for running. If you're a woman over age 35 and been trying to figure out this running thing on your own or don't know where to start, this show is for you. Welcome to Runners University, women's guide to running after thirty-five. My name is Dr. Leticia, physical therapist, certified runner, nutrition coach, and I've been helping women for many years now tackle aches, pains, build strength, and break mental barriers to living their best life on and off the pavement. Every episode, I take the guesswork out of how to train smarter, faster, and run for life without nagging injuries and actually enjoy it. Let's make running or walking into your forties, fifties, and beyond your best yet. welcome 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 to another episode of runners university women's guide to running after 35 well it has been a crazy last few months for me going from one from injury from rupturing my patella tendon in april to surgery bed rest, and now having a second procedure about actually a week ago or at the time of this recording So needless to say, not been running and not being not having been able to be as active as I would like, but you know, it's all part of the journey, and I'm happy to be able to still share some info with you ladies. Even though I'm not able to hit the hit the pavement, I am going to live, continue to live vicariously through you guys out there hitting it. So now it's the end of July here in Indiana. Humidity has cranked up. Heat is definitely there. It probably feels like you've been trying to train uh, for half marathons, full marathons, just hitting out and hitting the, the trail to keep the crazy away. And it feels like you've probably been on death's door when it comes to that heat. So episode, we're going to talk about how to run in the heat, safe summer training. So let's first talk about what happens to your body in the heat. Our body temperature increases, our oxygen uptake increases, and our glycogen depletion um, is also sped up quite a bit. So that's our storage of carbs, our main energy source. And then our lactate lactate levels increase. So with those levels beginning to increase, it's pushing us faster and a lot closer to fatigue, fatiguing and not getting as much oxygen and blood flow to the muscles as um, as we can. So as we exercise, our body breaks down glycogen into glucose for energy. Once those glycogen stores are just done, your body runs out of fuel and you begin to feel tired. We all know that feeling. So consuming carbohydrates while you exercise will help prevent that glycogen depletion. So let's actually think about this from a source that I found from Optimal temperature for elite running performance they actually said the best temperatures for optimal um, marathon is around 55 degrees uh, for a half and 50 degrees for a full so you think about those optimal temperatures it's like yeah it's like uh yeah that you it must be much cooler for those optimal tempers for you to be running or that's when they've shown you being able to run at your peak so optimal marathon is about 55 degrees and then 50 degrees for a full. That's for that's actually, this actually has different numbers for women and men. Their, temp, their degrees are a little bit off from each other, but close. Optimal temperature for 5K is about 63 degrees and then 10K is 66 degrees for women. So let's talk about kind of what those number... For top things, for making it through the heat and not killing yourself <laughs> after uh, during during those runs and after the run. So number one, it's no surprise: hydration, drink, drink, drink. We know that our body is going to need adequate hydration, adequate electrolytes, so that it can continue to perform at its best. So that hydration will begin prior to the run so you want to be hydrating throughout throughout the day pretty much you want to be hydrating throughout the day leading up to races or or let me take that back leading up to your training runs so if you're in early morning running that hydration from the night before and the day before is going to also is going to play a big role in those early morning runs so not to waterlog yourself but begin that habit of trying to keep your body on point with that hydration. We'll talk a little bit more into electrolytes here in a minute. So that leads us into number two. Do you know when to add in a sports drink? So there are so many different options for sports drinks and electrolyte replacements. So generally, if you're running up to an uh, one hour, then water is going to be your friend. But after one hour running, you're going to need to get something that's going to help you with replacing those electrolytes. So a little bit background information about the importance of water, hydration, electrolytes. So basically water delivers the goods. Basically it's the nutrients to your muscles and assist in your temperature regulation. So dehydration or overhydration can clearly have some negative effects. So think about this. Even if you're Even if you are 1% dehydrated, your performance will decrease and it will continue to decrease significantly if you go up to 2% dehydration and beyond. So the key is to practice throughout the day drinking your water and like with everything. If you're training for a race, practice what you're going to do on race day during your training runs. We don't want no oopsies, no new wrinkles to be introduced on the day of your race so here's something that I actually found from runner's world how to determine your water loss so how, how do you determine if you are dehydrated or not so you're going to measure your body weight before you run and after your run so you take that sweat you get the sweat loss is going to be in ounces is equal to your body weight after exercise So you think about, hey, I was 150 before the run, now I'm 147, I lost three pounds. So you're going to be able to, the the general guide for that is you're going to drink two cups or 16 ounces of water for every pound that has been lost. I lost three pounds, now I need 16 ounces, I need 48 ounces of water to replenish to get me back to hydration levels. So ideally, the closer you are in those numbers between your Weight before and after run. That tells us a little bit um, better understanding of if you're hydrated enough. Also, there's um, things that you can include within your water. It's going to be electrolyte tablets that contain sodium, other sports drinks that also have um, electrolytes in there as well. Some of those are super sweet to me, so I can't really handle them that well. So I definitely have to... um, look at some other options when it comes to some sports drinks. I'll definitely be going in more into detail in the next episode, which is going to be talking all about fuel for your runs. So make sure you turn tune in to the next episode after this. So we can talk a little bit deeper into how to fuel those runs um, appropriately. Number three, heat acclimation may take several weeks. So that means When your body's jumping out into that heat for the first time, it's probably take a little bit for your body to actually get accustomed to running in those type of temperatures. So expect that your pace will be slower. Maybe I should say that again. Expect that your pace will be slower. Expect that your pace will be slower. Don't try to go out there and kill it when your body is, when the the temperatures and the humidity. Are very high. Don't feel bad. Don't feel like you're losing steam or you're not getting better because you have to slow down. Yes, 30 seconds, maybe even to a minute slower than your pace. Sometimes if that's what it'll take, so that you can be safe within uh, safe during your run. And you will be still probably will be feeling like death's door out there a lot of times during that heat, but it's okay once again for your pace to be slower. So it will be very important to give yourself some grace, hydrate yourself the best that you can. Don't waterlog yourself because you definitely don't want to be out there with water jogging all, all in your stomach, making it even harder <laughs> to run and um, to make it through those you know high humidity and heated runs. Number 4, danger, danger, Will Robertson. Now, now hopefully y'all know what I'm talking about with this. If you don't, then you may be too young for this <laughs> for this podcast. But let's talk about some warning signs. How you know how do you know you're going into the danger zone when you're training outdoors and training in the in the heat. So, first is heat exhaustion. That's caused by dehydration. Um you will have chills, lightheadedness, dizziness, you can have a headache, you can be nauseated. This the first that first level of that heat exhaustion, your body temperature can rise to over like a hundred to one hundred and two degrees, and you will be sweating like crazy. So if you start to feel some of these symptoms, immediate thing is get into the shade, move to a cool area. Drinking fluids. If you're getting into that chills, lightheadedness, decent headache, things like that, you will have to call um, for outside assistance. You probably will have to call for an ambulance and then you want to be able to drink some fluids until help arrives. This can definitely trigger, lead into some very severe consequences if this is not um, treated appropriately. Next is heat stroke. That's just when the system, your system just fails. This can be fatal. So initially it will look like heat exhaustion, but then you switch over into disorientation, passing out, potentially having seizures. Your body temperature now can rise above 104 degrees. So definitely emergency, emergency. So one change between the heat exhaustion and the heat stroke and heat stroke you may not sweat but you'll still probably your skin will be moist because you've sweated you know you've been previously sweating but you may not sweat so ceasing stopping of sweating is a, another signal as well of heat stroke so your pulse is going to be racing and your blood pressure actually becomes lower this this condition can lead to kidney and liver damage so you must get your core temperature down ASAP, this is a medical emergency. Number five, let's look at some of my top strategies before we wrap it up for running in that good old heat. So plenty of water about 30 minutes before you run. You can probably at least do one to two cups before then. This is in addition to making sure that you're hydrating throughout the day during your run. About eight ounces of water every 20, 30 minutes, you will have to play around with that based on your particular needs. And then after you run, you want to replenish quite a bit, especially if you're a runner um, age 40 and beyond. Hydration levels can have um, be a difference between if you're a younger runner and if you are a mature, I don't know if that's the right word, mature, more knowledgeable smarter no i don't know (laughs) runner after the age of 40 definitely get replenished after the runs this will definitely aid in your recovery because as we know we can get out there hit the pavement do our thing we got our miles in but if our recovery is sucky you're not going to get the gains that you need and our recovery includes hydration nutrition our sleep Um, our stretching, flexibility, mobility, things like that. They all go play a role into just going out there. It's more than just going out there and hitting a pavement. Yes, it's wonderful. We can do that. That's easy, but you're trying to take it up to the next level. Do your thing. You got to get that recovery system down. Also, don't wait until you are thirsty. If you're thirsty, boom, you're already dehydrated. Also, how to dress really quickly. Most is hey sports bra gang. I don't care. I may not have the sports bra body, but it's hot out here. (laughs) You definitely don't have to go just out with your sports bra. But if that's you, do your thing, girl. So dressing. You're gonna have some moisture wicking fabric. Good old sports bra, yes. You wanna have the headband and visor headband and or visor to help keep sweat away. And it helps you protect you from the sun and yes sunscreen don't forget your face yes i have a face that has more melanin and i definitely use sunscreen i put that on my face because i have gotten sunburn before and it's not fun at all so and i can't head i'm definitely on team visor when i can because i have locks and i can't wear it's hard to wear any other thing i'm not wearing a hat either but also if you do wear a hat um unless that has some kind of moisture wicking and very light that hat is going to keep in might keep in too much heat um, for you it might be harder for you to get cool so headband game visor bondy band whatever works for you so that you can be out there um dressed and ready to help support you you know at your best so other little bonus tip how to tell if you are dehydrated so obviously you'll be thirsty you can also look at your urine color so dark yellow to an amber color means mild to severe dehydration you will also not go to the bathroom as much as much or you won't have to go for a while so that's another sign um I can definitely be bad at this. I'm terrible at trying to stay hydrated a lot of times. So, um, and as for the other tip is that actually I was told by um, a sports dietitian nutritionist like, yes, you actually do want to have to stop um, for a pee break during a long run or a marathon. That probably means you're doing well with your hydration. I have been chronically terrible at the hydration game, so I continue to, uh, you know, make tweaks and kind of do my best when it comes to trying to uh, find the right balance of hydration and not feeling like I'm waterlogged um, or having issues that way. So there we have it. Get yourself out there. It's okay. You can still run in the heat and not be on death's door. Just go out there with these tips. Make sure that you share with a friend. Run buddy, run sis, whoever your run crew so that you guys can be safe out there. Last but not least, I will be launching the Runners University private Facebook group soon. So make sure that you get on my email list so you don't miss this, uh, this announcement. This is going to be the community where we can come share. We can do different uh, different tools. I'll have different weekly lives. I'll be going through nice supportive group so that we can get the support, accountability, and having fun as well. So hop on the email list. Private Facebook group community will be launching soon. So until next time, girl, go out and do the thing. Hey, girl. Thanks for listening to the show today. If you're new to running or tired of trying to search Dr. Google on the best ways to begin and continue running without giving up or getting burnt out, then head over to www.runnersuniversity.co slash get started to grab my bulletproof running guide for women. You got this girl. Do your thing. Music produced by King Music. Check him out, y'all.